Coming up on episode 52 of Anchor Persons. The White Stripes. Manage this, Boomer. The Lovely Bones. Batter down? And what does a bunch of money falling off a truck have to do with sparkling apple cider? Stay tuned to learn. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Anchor Persons. From the south and east of the northwest, the land of trees and rivers, microbrews and beards, it's Anchor Persons with Gene and Greg Person. Featuring sports, emotional weather, food crime, the podcast shopping network, and more. Anchors weigh you down. Cut loose with your news. Here's Gene and Greg. Hey, 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 good evening wherever you are, whoever you are, and welcome to Anchor Persons. I am Gene Person. And I am Greg Person. No relation. Anchor Persons is a news show for people who don't like news shows by people who don't like news shows. I'm happy to report that I have done it. As of last Friday, I've hit the 50,000 word mark in my nano novel, and now the draft is complete at about 53,000 words, which is short of what I thought it would be, but I'm still super happy about it. And it's on to the next project. Immediately. Like, he's already finished the outline. He's going to be... Like, the man is a machine. Yeah, well... You got to respect it. All right, well, let's get into tonight's story beats. President Biden has been deemed fit to execute the duties of his office because the president almost never has to draw a clock. President Biden had been deemed fit to execute the duties of his office until he turned to the doctor and asked if the duties were being executed for terrorism. A prison inmate has died after an apparent in-cell attack, meaning he was attacked in his cell, not that he was attacked by a Jordan Peterson fan. Evidence is mounting that... Andrew Cuomo is guilty of sexual harassment. The allegations are particularly shocking and disgusting as the acts were committed against family. Because when you're here, you're family. Vin Diesel couldn't be reached for comment. Scientists have demonstrated that they can use the principles of quantum physics to turn matter invisible. Asked when this technology will be in general use, they replied, How do you know it's not? Queen Elizabeth has reportedly attended the christening of her two great-grandsons. Say what you will about the progress Britain has made over time, but if they're still breaking champagne bottles over children, they've got a long way to go. (laughs) You like that one, huh? I do. That's funny. (laughs) Some officials say that the U.S. isn't doing anything about the threat of asteroid impacts, to which the government retorted, Hey, we've got a lot of problems on Earth to not do anything about first. A new NPR report reveals that life without reliable internet remains a daily struggle for millions of Americans. NPR News. Poland says the Belarus border crisis may be a prelude to something worse, but if we've learned one thing about the 21st century... It's that everything is a prelude to something worse. America's economy continues to struggle with inflation, largely due to supply chain issues and production shutdowns that started during the pandemic. No industry seems to be immune except, ironically, Big Party Balloon. Because it's inflation. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. (laughs) I'm just not sure I want it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, enough about the news. Let's get into tonight's main news. 
Okay, I'll lead off with our actual news story. You've probably read about this. Uh, There was a truck carrying a bunch of money on the highway in California, Mm -hmm. and a bunch of money spilled out, and people stopped to pick up some money. Sure. Now, the thing that bothers me about this is some of these numb nuts dipshits in traffic pulled out their phones and started recording. And now the recordings are being used to bust the people who are picking up the money. That's life in the darkest time timeline, my friend. I mean, honest to God, how stupid can you be? Yeah, well, I mean, if this was being transported in an armored car, it was all insured. Right, exactly. That's not anybody's money, you know? Well, I mean, it is. Well, but, okay, it's, but, it's not but, a person's money. Right, like, exactly. Exactly. Corporations are not people. Let's make it's that true. clear. Yeah. And these dummies were were whipping out their phones saying, oh, this is great. I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but we know what snitches get. And if you whip out your phone and start recording people in the midst of picking up some free money, you're a fucking snitch. Well, yeah. No, that's what you are. <laughs> there's, there's really no other way to say it. All right. Well... What does that have to do with sparkling apple cider? You know the stuff. Martinelli's. It's perfectly tart and sweet in just the right measure. So I recently got to experience watching little Gene have his first taste of Martinelli's sparkling cider. And though it took far, far more persuasion than I thought it would to get him to to actually take the drink, the way his face lit up when he finally had it made it all worth it for me. It's a, uh, it's a flavor of my childhood. It was there for every New Year's and Christmas, even when we were dirt poor. I remember one year when I was a young teen, we all went to this big holiday brunch, and they, they poured unlimited sparkling cider for all the kids. At the end of that, I wasn't sugar drunk. I was sugar fucked up for like six days. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I also love Martinelli's. Um, it's one of these things that I love so much, even as an adult, that mm. like when I realized as an adult that I could just buy it anytime. Right? I'd be, I'd be buying Martinelli's all the time. <laughs> so there was a period there when I couldn't drink because I kept having these allergic reactions and it turned out to not be what I thought it was. So I am now able to drink again. But during that time, Martinelli's was kind of my go-to for... Well, that and hop water were my go-tos for uh, supplemental non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. But what do these things have to do with each other? Yeah, this is going to be a tough one, I think. Except, like the uh, the truckload of money dumped out on the interstate. When I went to that brunch, it was all up for grabs, and I, greedy little pig that I was, took every last ounce i could well i'm lucky that this didn't happen in a time when cell phone ubiquity was prevalent because there would have been footage right well i'll tell you this the um the main connection for me between some free road money and a martinelli's is that i wish i had both of them right now right oh man what i wouldn't give for a cup of sparkling apple cider right now in fact I have an unopened four pack that I bought at Costco in my car right now, but I'm saving it for the 10,000 Thanksgiving dinners I have to eat this year. 
I, well, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I'm not going to be going to the store. Yeah. But somehow I got to finagle some, some Martinelli soon. It's too good. I think you'll find that yesterday was Thanksgiving. Oh, yes, indeed. Because it's uh, Friday because we record this show live at midnight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hmm. Money and sparkling cider are both pretty sweet. Yep. Yep. Um, let's uh, see. Kids both enjoy them. But so do adults. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is a tough one. If you have too much, you probably did some shit. Mm, that's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Little kids at brunch are basically the the Epstein's of apple cider. R- right. Well, well, and also the other connotation of did some shit. Oh, because of all the sugar. I and, get you. And the apple. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's fair. You drink. You drink too much apple juice, apple cider. My goodness. Because I I have memories from from you know the the post brunch experience. I don't want to get into spe- specifics, but like I was ready for a colonoscopy the next day. I I would go last weekend on a four pack of Martinelli's right now. I would slam those fucking things. Yeah, I, I would pay the price. Well, there would be a price to be paid. Not a money price, but An there would be a price. price. Yeah, and that's sometimes you pay the ass price, and and that's okay. You know, because mm-hmm. gas, grass, ass, nobody rides for free. What else can we connect uh, here? There's there's the whole snitching aspect of it, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I don't think that really there's there's really any of that that we can use to connect. No, I mean, because you can't snitch on somebody for drinking Martinelli's. You can snitch on someone for drinking your Martinelli's. Oh, see, that's my one exception to the snitch rule. If someone's drinking my Martinelli's... But if they're drinking your Martinelli's, fuck that person. Right. Like, well, at that point, it's not about snitching. I'm just going to take revenge. Like, I I would happily drink all of uh, Jeff Bezos's, Beefy Jesus's uh, Martinelli's. Because he I doesn't bet, deserve to have it. but I bet he's got like a whole case of Martinelli's just chilling in his office right now. Just cracking those things open. I, I bet he has an entire climate controlled warehouse full of sparkling cider just because he can. God damn it. That makes me so mad. Yeah. The thought yeah. of it. Him hoarding that delicious bubbly apple juice while we sit here wishing we had apple juice. Well, you have you have apple juice and it's in your car. Which is kind of another parallel because you got the apple juice, you got a big, big supply of Martinelli's, and mm-hmm. you put it in your car for safety. I did, and I exchanged money for this Martinelli's, which you know I did acquire from my bank account, but could have been acquired elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have you know stolen money that you need to launder, mm-hmm. just use it to buy Martinelli's and then drink the Martinelli's. It's the perfect crime. That's the next season of Ozark right there. Oh, shit. Yeah, we did it. We broke another story. We're unstoppable. Woo! Yeah. All right, let's move on to breaking news because I think we've beaten this thing into the ground. Yeah, we've done about all we can do here. So it's kind of a fun one because I love a story of a boomer getting a comeuppance. This grandma got a hotel room with her six-year-old granddaughter 
Grandma is 63 years old, and it's the first night of their stay at the hotel, okay? At 8.40 p.m., her cell phone rings, and it's the manager of the hotel informing her that they have to leave the hotel now, and letting her know that he has called the police. Why did all this happen? Apparently, the manager had been left a 3 out of 5 star review, posting comments like, run down, pool's not open, toilet doesn't flush well. The owner was happy to refund the money, and the police did come and remove her from the hotel. She fought the decision, but police told her the manager was within his rights to kick her out. The manager explained that if she wasn't happy with the room, this was a better solution anyway. She was now free to find a better place to stay. But then he also mentioned that the review was just the last straw because apparently she had called the front desk to complain about the hotel 10 or 11 times within one hour. So naturally, this lady was more than happy to speak to the press. And the entire incident was framed as being about this one three-star review. Most of the coverage I've seen glossing over the 10 or 11 calls in one hour in which this lady was being basically a nuisance, practically harassing hotel staff, and was obviously expressing her unhappiness with her accommodations. Now, I don't care whose side you take in this story. The only perfectly innocent party is the granddaughter. But the real message here is be respectful, voice your concerns and complaints respectfully, and understand that the people who work for places like restaurants and hotels are just employees of that business and don't freaking belong to you. Their job is fairly limited in scope, and pleasing the unpleasable isn't in the fucking job description. Now, Gene, I might actually take the other side of this with you because Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if we have confirmation of the 10 or 11 phone calls is that do we know that that happened or is that a thing that the manager made up post facto to justify kicking her out of the room for the three star i mean it's entirely possible that it that that is something the manager made up before they had even spent the night at the hotel left a really bad review for the hotel and that doesn't strike me as a person who sits on that kind of information i think i think she really did make those 10 or 11 calls well i'll tell you who i think is the real villain here is hotels.com and i'll tell you why sure because they as soon as you check in they send you the email inviting you to rate the hotel and then they immediately send that review to the manager oh interesting so that's how this all came about right so it seems to me that they should wait until your stay is concluded and then not send it to the manager until then. Fair enough. Because then that way nobody's butthurt about it. Yeah. I still feel like there is this whole breed of people and they're all in that sort of age range of like 58 to, you know, their eighties that they're not happy with anything and they will voice every little complaint to anyone who will listen. Well, and a lot of it too is the customer mentality. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you've got, depending on which version of this story you cotton to, because I don't think we can know for sure who's really telling the full truth in this story, if anyone is. Mm-hmm. But um, depending on which version of this story you believe is the truer one, you've got the customer mentality, which is horrible. 
mm-hmm. and you've got the manager mentality, which is also horrible. That's that's why I say that like, the only real innocent party is the granddaughter. Right. Because she didn't ask to be caught up in this. Granddaughters in general are not about starting beefs with hotel management. Yeah. And, you know, it's not the granddaughter's fault that either side, you know, kind of pulled this shit. And I, but I don't think that makes grandma innocent by her proximity to the granddaughter either. You know, I feel like, I feel like this is a a true story of no one wins, but Hey, at least she didn't have to stay in a shitty hotel if she thought it was that shitty. Well, and whoever was being the bigger dick in this scenario, you know, we have learned the ultimate lesson of life in the world, which is that when you're a dick, nobody wins. Right, right. Except Hotels.com. Oh, yeah. They make out like bandits either way. Mm -hmm. So how about your breaking news story? Well, it's the age old question. You've pondered it long into the night. It keeps you awake. It tortures your waking moments. Mm-hmm. Are zebras black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Mm. Now, before I get into the details of this story, Gene, do you have a theory? Well, are zebras born with their stripes? Don't they get them as time goes on? I don't know. That's a really good question. Let me look that up. According to Google, zebras mm-hmm. are born with mostly brown stripes. Okay. And then and- as they grow up, the, the brown becomes the uh, black and white indeed so i'm gonna look at a picture of a baby zebra and i can see the brown there that would ultimately become black so the white was there longer so zebras are white with black stripes that is sound reasoning unfortunately you are wrong (laughs) okay (laughs) it turns out scientists have proven it Zebras mm-hmm. are black with white stripes. Because notwithstanding the fact that they start out brown, mm-hmm. what is happening is the the skin of the zebra is black. Zebras have black skin. And their natural hair follicles are melanated. They're black. Okay. Um, and so in order to get the white stripes, um, that, that uh, a melanin receptor or the melanocyte has to be turned off. Hmm. So the, the base sort of the base coat of the zebra is black. Awesome. So this this is good information. Yeah. You know this now you can finally sleep easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you've still got other issues, but (laughs) I'm never going to sleep easy. I have got, I'm, I'm sporting multiple parasomnias up in here, but but yeah, it, it is one load off my mind that now I know zebras are black with white stripes mm-hmm. and it's good to know. Okay. Well, mystery solved. Let's move on. We're, we're not going to do a fake true story this week because we're taking it kind of easy over Thanksgiving week. Uh, so we're going to do a new segment called Real Talk, which is uh, what we're thankful for. All right. Well, do you want to start us off? Tell us something you're thankful yeah, for. Sh- sure. I am super thankful for Gil. And for little Jean and uh, for you, Greg. Oh, thanks, buddy. And for our listeners, our lovely Tims. Both of them. Yeah. You guys are the best. It's basically Tim and Richie, but that's okay. Yep. We love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Well, 
I am grateful for you. I really am. I love doing the show every week. It's one of the highlights of my week. For sure. Um, I am, you know, because I've I've actually got a lot of uh, creative projects going right now, too, Mm -hmm. um, in life and in writing. And uh, I'm thankful for all of those because I feel like they're all going really well. Sure, sure. Um, I'm thankful for this wonderful pellet stove that is glowing brightly and just pumping out delicious hot air into my freezing ass trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for Pretzel Person, the world's He's a wonderful dog, meanest, dumbest, cutest, sweetest dog. And I also want to say, um, you know, Thanksgiving as a holiday, it means different things to different people. It's a contentious holiday in a lot of ways because of sort of the way indigenous people have been disregarded and the true history hasn't really been told and stuff like that. What Thanksgiving means to me personally, it, it's it's my favorite holiday because it marks the end of a period when I was very food insecure. Hmm. And so it means a whole lot to me. And so I, I'm, I celebrate Thanksgiving every year for that and it's not necessarily this big gluttonous festival that's not how i treat it but i i do remember those lean times when my my you know food budget was less than 25 bucks a pay period and i i do feel grateful that i am not in that position anymore there's a lot of people in this country who are and i i i I really want to help do something about that and i hope we all do help to solve this problem but uh it was one of the darkest most miserable periods of my life and thanksgiving was really the the day a few years ago when when that ended yeah i'll co-sign that one too you know because i too know what it's like going to bed without food in your belly and (laughs) we're we're both at a point now where neither of us are rich or even like particularly successful (laughs) but but we have enough yeah we have enough and that feels pretty good when you stop to think about it greetings gentle listeners if you enjoy this podcast you may also like brose a mirthy talk show starring four bros who sip wine and consider questions submitted by you the audience about current events pop culture and which muppet you should get tattooed on your back Subscribe to Brose wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-R-O-S-E. Brose, the podcast for those who drink rosé. All right, let's move on to Touching Tips. Touching Tips this week is about Thanksgiving dinner, of course. Which you haven't had yet because... Wait, or are we going the other way? It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's fine. If you have leftovers, this works too. Yeah, sure. If you don't know how to make stuffing... Remember that anything is technically stuffing once it gets inside the bird. Nickels, old magazines, go nuts. Hoping to avoid political conversations at the dinner table this year? Do what I do, and just talk about roller coasters. Bit of a warning, though. It can still get loud and contentious. Looking for a way to make everyone appreciate your green bean casserole? Throw it in the trash where it belongs. Absolutely. The candied yams will need the company. Fucking A, they will. God, I hate a candied yam. 
Yep. Have we talked about candied yams on this show yet? Because we both you, hate you, them so much. You've done a food crime about candied yams. So yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. We have Fuck addressed them. this subject. I fucking hate them. <clears throat> if anyone complains about a dish, tell them it's Gordon Ramsay's recipe. Then they'll either think it's great or blame him instead of you. And remember, if you serve me oyster dressing, I am not responsible for what happens to your bathroom later. Oh, God, oyster dressing. I Seriously, like, even just the thought of it. I have trauma about oyster dressing. This is not hyperbole. Like, it yeah. makes me almost throw up even talking about it. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time for sports. Okay, so... Sports, uh, I want to talk this week about chess. I know a lot of you are thinking right now, chess, chess isn't a sport because you're just sitting in a chair. But here's the thing, in modern chess especially, and this was true even decades ago, but it's way more true now, physical conditioning is such an important part of top-level competitive chess, you mm -hmm. would not believe it. You know... Guys like Magnus Carlsen, like the top chess players in the world, they're doing cardio, they're doing weights, they're doing all this weird shit to try and shunt more blood to their brains. Hmm. Because sitting for hours and hours at a time and maintaining your focus and your stamina to do, you know, complex uh, spatial reasoning is really hard on your body. Mm -hmm. So... The modern chess player, especially, is a hell of an athlete. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, it, just for fun, uh, listeners out there, and Gene as well, look up the workout routine of the top-level chess players these days. It's okay. They're doing as much as triathletes to sit in those chairs. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Well, it really is. It'll blow you away. All right. And now it's time for our creature feature, the subject of our creature feature this, this week, this one fucking suicidal turkey a couple of years ago. So we're driving home from a dinner with my parents, and uh, Gil is, is driving, I mean, she's probably going about the speed limit, and uh, on the side of the road, this time of year, we've got a lot of wild turkeys in Oregon. And everyone hates them. They're absolute assholes. And uh, this one just jumps out in front of the car with absolutely zero time to react and uh, takes out the headlight of Gil's car and, uh, you know, dents one of the front fenders, too, uh, pretty bad. It was it's still a little dinged up. It, it launched this odyssey that was very expensive and uh it, it it wound up being really frustrating at one point we got the wrong part it was it was really just a stressful situation all because this one fucking suicidal turkey so i hate wild turkeys um they're not really good for eating they're not really good for anything and uh that's where i stand on this subject well, now, Gene, I know you said it was a turkey, but it sounds to me like he was a real cock. Yeah. Yeah. Selfish motherfucker. All right, let's move on to the emotional weather. This week's emotional weather, Hickory, 
Dickory and Doc. My story for Hickory. So back in June, a big party was held in Kentucky, the home of America's favorite old age mutant, Jim Crow Turtle, Mitch McConnell. The party was called the Redneck Rave and resulted in 50 people being arrested and charged with crimes ranging from drugs to, a, to assault, a man was impaled apparently, and more. Well, the event was such a bash, they're hosting another. It's the third one the Edmondson County Sheriff had to preside over, but he's still hopeful the evening will go well. But you get some good old boys together, you can be damn sure the, hit, the shit is going to hit the fan. And if you doubt that, you need to spend a little time at Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse. It baffles me that you can just say those words all together and it's fine. I don't I don't know how you do it. Say which words? <laughs> you 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 can't trick me into saying it. Cuz saying we, what? We both know what's going to happen if I try to say Kid Rock's Hockey Rocky. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing. I love it so much. Oh. All right. Well, for my Hickory news, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite bands. It is a Norwegian bluegrass band, mm -hmm. the Haiti Bluegrass Orchestra. Absolutely wonderful. I don't know what inspired this group of young people in Norway to start a bluegrass band, but it is the fieriest fire. And nice. I am I'm a bluegrass fan from way way back you know mm -hmm. and and these guys are doing it right so haiti bluegrass orchestra h-a-y-d-e bluegrass orchestra look them up i'll have to that that sounds like a good listen oh yeah dude i'll totally i'll uh, i'll send you a link to a youtube video sweet all right my story for dickory move over viagra there's a new treatment for ed and it's fucking shocking the device, likened to a magic wand, sends shockwaves through your member, allowing blood flow to increase. It typically requires six sessions, over six weeks to be effective, but is non-invasive, each session taking only 15 minutes with no anesthesia required. So these waves are actually sonic, not so it's not truly shocking. But still, good news for those limp biscuits out there, no? But it's, it's So it's basically the same thing as an e-stim wand. Perverts have known about this technology for years. Okay. For my Dickery news, I want to talk to you all about Jonah Falcon. Uh, you might be familiar with him. He is a British man who holds the Guinness Book of World Records record for world's longest penis. Mm -hmm. And uh, frankly, he wants you all to know he is tired of people asking to see it. So if you recognize him out on the street, please just be cool. Act normal. Don't ask to see his hog. It's not cool to ask just random people who you don't know to about their genitals. It's not cool in, in general. No, it's not cool in general, and it's not cool in genital. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my story for Doc. Let's take a moment to celebrate the fact that documentary filmmaking is seeing a bit of a renaissance. Sure, there are only a few categories where the boom is outsized, but it's remarkable, and, and it's one of my favorite genres. It makes me happy that it's seen such a boom. I am here for it. I'm particularly fond of the docu-series format as you get a much bigger story complete with the twists and turns. But I'm just, I'm living it up in this documentary heaven that is the end of the world. 
Now for my doc news, I want to talk about one of the best docs to ever do it. Doc Brown, Dr. Emmett Brown of Back mm. to the Future fame. We don't know what kind of a doctor he was, but um, I, I guess physics? Because he made a time <laughs> machine, but he also sure. made a bunch of weird gadgets, so maybe he's an engineer. I don't know, but the point is, he's the only man to ever make a time machine. Mm -hmm. And that's a fact that should be celebrated. Absolutely. Well, as you know, every week, our investigative team uncovers a detailed and harrowing story on food crime. This week, Greg Person has the story. Folks, this one stings. And as a side note, I know some of you are probably tired of me talking about vegan food products and meat substitutes, but that's what I eat now. So those are the food crimes that jump out at me. And this one, this one hurts, though, because Sundial Foods, uh, which is a new company, a startup, that has developed a chicken leg, which has crispy skin and a bone. Hmm. Okay. Which sounds so good. I want it so bad. But here's the mm -hmm. crime part. All right. Is one of their big investors in this startup period is Nestle. Oh, I see. Yep. They, they lead the world in chocolate and infanticide. And, and now they've given money to this beautiful, precious startup that was going to give me my crispy, juicy chicken leg. Mm -hmm. And now I, I can't buy it knowing what I know. Right. So like, that's unfortunate. It's yeah, it's too bad. I mean, I understand why Sundial took the money, like a big international food conglomerate offers you, it was like $700 million mm -hmm. to, you know, develop these products. Of course you're going to take it because you want to get your company off the ground. And but I know, I know you, you have this, this strong morality code. I just want to, I just want to say to Sundial Foods and, and Nestle, if either of you want to give me, I don't even think it needs 700 million. If you want to give me $1 million, I will sing the praises of this product to the end of the world. I mean, what I would, what I would kind of be okay with is if someone else bought it. And then just gave it to me. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm not really, I don't really have that kind of moral flexibility, but a million dollars is a million dollars is a million dollars. I don't even need so, your blood money. Just give me your blood chicken. So listen, executives at, at Nestle, I know you're clamoring to have, you know, as many as 23 podcast listeners. Um, you know, really reaching out to buy your product. So, uh, lay it on us. Indeed. And speaking of buying products, it's time for the podcast shopping network. First off, I want to say another big thank you to Richie at Brose for sharing this item with me. Let's say you're hungry for waffles, Greg. I know I am. I am hungry for waffles. And you want, for some reason, the experience of putting an ego in the toaster without the convenience of having pre-made waffles. Or, alternatively, you want to whip up the perfect waffle batter, but for some reason, would rather use a toaster-like device than a real waffle iron. Because you have unlimited space in your hypothetical kitchen for crappy one-off products. Well, folks, do we have a solution for you. 
A company called Nostalgia makes a device to your exact specifications. It's part toaster, part waffle maker, and all gadget. To make waffles in this vertical toaster, you simply mix up your batter, how you like it, pour the batter into one of two available silicon molds that the machine can cook simultaneously, then let it rip and wait for perfectly golden crispy waffles. But here's something fun. From the questions below the product on Amazon, I've learned that the silicon molds work in just about any toaster, so you're literally just buying it for the molds. Reviews show that making two waffles can be cooked in as little as 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes. They also remark that the molds don't really seal completely, so you're liable to have a big sticky mess on your hands. Other reviews warn that the spilled batter can often catch fire, because if there's one thing we want when feeding our families, it's extra danger. 46% of the reviews were one star, and 10% were two star at the time of this this product listing, or this feature on our show. So catch the winner while it's hot. Nostalgia what Vertical Waffle Maker can be purchased for $24.95, and recommended add-ons include fire suppression equipment and, if you've got your heart set on waffles, a traditional waffle maker. This is this is a hard one for me to swallow because I am actually looking at a Nostalgia ice cream maker right now. It's my little oh, yeah. one-pint ice cream maker that I love. I think it's one of the best designed products that I own. It's baffling and heartbreaking to me that they would make such an obviously bad, stupid, unnecessary product. Have you seen the product, though? It really looks stupid. It looks like a toaster with a crown on it. I'm going to Google it right now, what it's called. A Nostalgia Vertical Waffle Toaster. Vertical Waffle Toaster. Yeah, no, this looks like shit. It looks absolutely stupid. It takes up the same amount of space as a regular toaster. And like every review is mine caught fire, mine caught fire, mine caught fire. Right. Well, and if, yeah, if it doesn't seal, you're just dripping waffle batter into that thing. Yeah. But I will say there is a, a a building block waffle maker from Hammaker Schlemmer that looks like it would be big, big fun, especially for your boy who loves construction. Yeah, that's great. We'll have to we'll have to maybe get one of those for Christmas. Here's one that looks like Gene Simmons. Here's one that looks like Baby Yoda. This one makes skulls. There's a lot of cool waffle makers out there, and I never knew. Well, I think uh, I think it's time for state up our weekly review of all the states in the union. This week's state is Oklahoma. Our first Oklahoma fact: the second and third K's in Oklahoma's postal abbreviation are silent. In Oklahoma, you're not allowed to put nuts in salad because one guy ruined it for everyone. Oklahoma, <clears throat> excuse me. Oklahoma is one of three states that produce helium. State law says that if you can spit a sunflower seed further than the mayor, you're the new mayor. There's a white elder crazy cosmato. There's a white elder crazy cosmato. Is Blake Shelton handsome? There is no consensus. Our final segment tonight, as every week, is called Person to Person and Person, where we share your valuable feedback with our audience. Our headline haiku this week, it's like hunting aliens inside the town besieged by armadillos. Thank you to the Tim who submitted this link to me. Uh, The haiku, 
the climate she changes. There are hundreds of drawbacks, none quite so funny. And as a bonus, I wrote a second haiku, because why not? Prepare yourself, pard, for Armadillo Geddon is nigh upon us. As always, I'd like to give a shout out to the bros at Brose and to our voiceover artist, Adam West, who you can find on Fiverr or at his website, awestprod.com. And of course, as usual, thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in every week and downloading our show. You guys are the little mini marshmallows in our cocoa, and it wouldn't be worth making the cocoa without you. Folks, that's all the news the persons have for you tonight. Would you like a haiku written about the topic of your choice? Send your topic, and the anchor persons might just make that happen. Gene and Greg love your feedback, and there are so many ways to give it to them. Send them an email, anchorpersonspodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter, at anchorpersons. Or visit their website, anchorpersonspodcast.com, where you can leave an audio message via SpeakPipe, as well as find full episodes of the show, blog posts, and more. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcatcher of your choice. Or simply tell a friend. Until next time... This is Gene Person saying you should always end a comedy set with a callback. And this is Greg Person saying... OKKK... Good night. So on further reflection, there are a few more people and things we'd like to express our our gratitude toward for this uh, Thanksgiving holiday. The first, of course, the seemingly endless amusement of Spanish art restoration. Uh, Also, the profoundly gifted butt scientists out there. We'd like to thank Kid Rock for opening a restaurant called Kid Rock's Honky Tonk Rock and Roll Steakhouse and for no other reasons. Uh, that dude in Idaho who breaks world records for STEM education for some reason. Uh, we'd like to thank the Rocketeer, whoever he might be. We'd also like to thank Rick Astley, Smashmouth, and of course, it goes without saying, the brave volunteers at the Lemon Party. We are thankful to Florida Man and his cousin, Michigan Man. We're thankful to Kangaroo Jack the Ripper, Count Fistula, and to every running bit we've done in this first year of our debatably listenable show. Most of all, to reiterate the point, we're thankful to all of you. Tim, 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 Gil, Tim, 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 Timmy, Tim, Tim, Sylvester, Tim, Tim, Richie, Tim, 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 Matt, Tim, 
Tim, Sean, Tim, Tim, George, Tim, Tim, Herman, Timmy, Little Tim, Vanessa, Jaren, and last but certainly not least, Tim. Had a really hard time getting through all that list. Anyway, thanks. We love you, and we'll see you next Tim.